Welcome, conversations that highlight fascinating ways people are impacting the lives of those who are vulnerable. Impact Conversations with Don Mansky. This Impact Conversation is brought to you by Made for Freedom, the social enterprise with products made by survivors of human trafficking and marginalization. Made for Freedom is fighting human trafficking with style. Hey, welcome to Impact Conversations. Today we are talking to Haas. And I have to tell you that I went to a conference a few years ago and ended up at the lunch center or the lunch room conference hall and ended up sitting next to this big burly guy. And I did not know what to think. And I thought, hmm, he's not your typical attendee for an anti-trafficking conference or a abuse, a child abuse conference. And I got to know Haas and he is one of the, one of the, one of the coolest examples that I know of. And one of the reasons that I wanted to start Impact Conversations. Um, Haas is joining us today and I'm so excited for him to just share some of his story. He is based in Tennessee And he is the Central Tennessee president and agency liaison of BACA, and that is Bikers Against Child Abuse. He's been happily married for 35 years. He's he's an exceedingly proud parent of two exceptional adult children and now completely smitten over a brilliant two-year-old granddaughter. This lunch that I had with him a few years ago was just such an interesting conversation, and I am excited today that he can share a little bit about his love for motorcycles and this passionate calling he has and how they've merged into what he's doing with us, well, what he's doing today with his life. So Haas, welcome, and thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, Don. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Tell us. Just give us a little history. Tell us how you, how these things came together in your life. Yeah, uh, BACA is an organization. It's a 501c3 and uh, has been around now for about 25 years. It originated in 1994 and uh, uh, by a play therapist in Utah who was having some experiences with some of his abused kids that were clients where they'd make some progress, make some headway in their therapy, and then issues of fear and uh, the troubling relationships with perpetrators and perpetrators' families would get involved. And he had the brilliant idea of asking some of his biker buddies to help out protect this little kid when it was going to court. And uh, and it worked, and it birthed something that. is now in 47 states, in 16 countries, 25 years later, affecting uh, thousands of of children, tens of thousands of children, uh, changing their lives. So it's a remarkable organization. Wow. That is, I I love that it's gotten that big in 47 states. That's pretty cool. So you, you mentioned something about Loving motorcycles since you were a teenager. Yeah. Bikers Against Child Abuse is truly a biker organization. We use kind of the, the code of conduct and the, the life 
uh, the biker lifestyle as a venue by which we can um, use our mission. We can accomplish our mission. The Baca mission is very specific to empower abused children to not live in fear, to not be afraid of the world that they live in. And so bikers have a reputation of, well, I mean, you know, you know, if you think of leathered up high uh, CC V twin riding bikers, you have an image. And when that image can be used towards good, it's a wonderful and powerful thing. But yeah, I've loved bikes since I was a kid and uh, uh, loved to ride, have owned many motorcycles and uh, I'm the proud owner of an Indian chief dark horse right now, which is a phenomenal bike. Nice. <laughs> the mistress, I call her. Nice. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great machine. I have to say, when I went to that lunch, I I saw you and I was a little intimidated. And I, oh, I was like, <laughs> I but well, I, I hope that dissipated quickly. Oh, it did. Yeah. I love, I was fascinated good. and I loved yeah, our conversation. So, and I remember it, And like I said, it was a few years ago, so I don't remember sure. all you said, but tell us what kind of you, you as a biker made a commitment and you had like, you had to, how do you how do you get to a point where you understand better what these kids have been through and how to work with them? Well, that's a complicated there's a complicated answer to that. I grew up in a home mm. where I was brutally abused by a stepdad. And it worked out great. My life has been great. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm very thankful for my life after I got out from underneath of that. But that gave me a great compassion for what kids go through. And it made me determined to raise my own children completely differently and give them opportunities that, that weren't even afforded to me. And once I raised them and got them successfully on their way, it's a very, very cool thing that my daughter, who was interning at Nashville Children's Alliance, which is a children's advocacy center here in Nashville, the primary, probably the largest one, I would say. And wonderful people frontline that receive all of these abuse cases from the Metro Police Department, the Sheriff's Department, uh, PBI, anything that happens in, in the Davidson County Metro area. And she was interning there one summer because she is now a licensed uh, therapist, LPC. She's got all kinds of letters and numbers after her, after her name. But um, she was interning there and she heard about Baca. I had never heard of it. And um, after she got off work, she called me up and she said, Daddy, this is you. Mm. You've got to do this. This organization sounds fantastic. So I started doing some research, looking on YouTube and, and checking out their webpage. And it took me almost a year and a half to pull the trigger because I could see that the commitment to these kids had to be absolute. They did not need another adult in their life dropping in, creating some hope, and then disappearing. Right. So Baca is a commitment, a huge commitment to these kids, and um, one that cannot be made lightly. 
but one that I got very excited about. And ever since I, I did pull the trigger and dove right in, I have not looked back and have absolutely loved it. And um, it's heartbreakingly wonderful. I mean, you hear some things and these kids just worm their way right into your heart and, um, and to see them succeed and to see them grow and to see them overcome is a, is a remarkable gift. So, but that's how I heard about it. And then we can go into the process of becoming a member and all that if you want to hear about it, but it, it's uh, over a year. It takes over a year to earn your back patch and to earn the right to be able to be assigned to one of these kids in our organization. That, yeah. that is cool. Yeah. See, I didn't, I knew that it was a pretty lengthy training, com, t- training time, but I, sure. I was thinking 13 weeks for some reason, but no, it's over a year that you yeah. are in preparation. It's, the year is the minimum. Okay. And uh, we have, I bet less than 10% of the people that actually come and sign up, show some initial interest for BACA ever make it to get their patch. Right. You have to go through a federal background check, the very first thing that occurs. And then you have to show a commitment. There's a great deal of training. There's quarterly reviews. You're assigned a sponsor. Um, uh, and as a supporter, and that's your role, or a slick back, we call them, where their vest does not have a patch, slick back, in the motorcycle yeah. uh, culture. But um, um, yeah, there is a minimum of a year and each quarter, if you complete a certain amount of your training, you earn different patches on your, on your vest, eventually leading to a unanimous vote by the, uh, the board of direct, you know, the, the, the chapter board, the executive board, once there's a unanimous vote and you've completed all of your work and spent enough time um, with your brothers and sisters in Baca, uh, then yeah, you earn that back patch. Nice. So what are, yeah. what are some, just give us some examples of how you come alongside these kids to support yeah, them. It's, it's very specific. There's laid out a very specific chain of events that happens in their life. Once we're made aware of a case, mm-hmm. once a case has been reported to the police, to Child Protective Services, has made it to a CAC, any one of these things, we will get a referral. We have great relationships with most of these departments. One of my jobs in the chapter is to reach out and, and uh, help to make us known and help answer questions of the professionals that are doing this job on a daily basis. And once it's that uh, information is given to a guardian, they contact us and we have a very specially trained, very important member of our team called a child liaison. Mm-hmm. And that person will reach out to the guardian it has a set number of questions that's asked. And once it's determined that this is a case that Baca can help with, then the, um, the chapter board votes on that. And a very small team goes and visits the guardian and this child. The reason we do that is that Baca will never force themselves on a, on a child. Mm-hmm. That child has to understand how, what we do, how we look, what to expect, and then want us to be involved. We would never force ourselves on a kiddo. And so once that's determined at that initial contact meeting, 
that this child is is confirmed to be a good candidate and wants Baca involved, then it gets it gets fun. Mm. We, um, we find out what they want their road name to be. The chapter <laughs> never knows. The only person in the chapter that actually knows that child's real name mm. is the child liaison. And everybody else, the anon- it's, it's very important for the child to remain anonymous for legal reasons, but also it gives them the opportunity to create a new fearless persona nice. and that, that uh, works into their real life. And then we set up a, we, we set up a, uh, once they've chosen their road name and what they want their back patch to look like, they, uh, we schedule a level one. And that's a mandatory event that the chapter as a whole attends. And um, I linked you with a video. And at some point, you'll want to take a good look at that. Mm. It's really exciting to see 16 or 20 motorcycles riding out to the home or to uh, another designated location to meet with this child. And uh, it's remarkable to see the transformation that happens when that little kiddo gets introduced and two members of our organization, of our chapter, are assigned to that kid. And that kiddo and their guardians get our cell phone numbers and they can call us, they can text us anytime that they're afraid Mm. and let us know how they're doing and be reassured. And then if they have a greater need, we will jump on our bikes sometimes in the middle of the night and help them get to a point that they're no longer afraid. And uh, um, once that child is a part of our organization and has their two primaries, there are some situations where the the outreach becomes a little more intense because a perpetrator is harassing the child or harassing the family or family members of the perpetrator are. And then we'll sometimes have to camp out uh, at the child's home. And that can sometimes has lasted two, three days. Um, until that child, number one, is no longer afraid. And number two, that whoever is causing the the problem understands that now to harm that child, you have to go through us. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. So it's kind of this, and I think I remember you say, kind of helping me understand when we were meeting that first time, it's kind of this, I'm bigger and I'm badder than the perpetrator yeah. that we we are very very child centered mm-hmm. so we don't want any of our intimidation to be overtly directed to the perpetrator because mm. there are cases where we're asking this kid to court and we don't want to do anything that would jeopardize our ability to help this child mm-hmm. but we are big and as a whole and we are there's something about bikers we when you ride a motorcycle and you ride it really hard and you uh, kind of run in those circles, you have a different idea of life and sacrifice and all the skulls and all the things that you see associated with biker culture is because there's, there's a sense that you're a little bit closer and playing with death than the rest of the civilian life. <laughs> you're riding these crazy motorcycles. You've got a, you've got a big can of gasoline between your legs on top of a really hot motor. And it's all in all, it's just, there's a little bit of craziness involved. 
Yeah. And we love that. We love that freedom. We love, but that covert intimidation just by our presence is, uh, is what makes it work. Truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our mission statement clearly says that we're not going to advocate violence, but we will not let anything hurt this child. Mm-hmm. So there have been situations where BACA members have had to intervene physically, and there have been situations where BACA members have been hurt. Wow. Um, there have been situations where BACA members have been targeted, and um, that's all part of wearing the patch. You, you know that going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many, how many kids have you come alongside? Do you know? No, no, I couldn't tell you. And we don't actually go into too many details about the kids. Yeah. Our, our pat answer for that is as many as need us. Nice. And we will ride an hour and a half, two hours to be with them. It doesn't matter. We cover all of central Tennessee here in Tennessee. We have three chapters, three established chapters, one in the Knoxville area, which is the east side of the state, one in Memphis, which covers the west side of the state, and then we're the kind of the mother church where we establish Baca in the state in, in central. But we go from Kentucky to Alabama wow. and from about Jackson to Cookville, and um, it's a big area. Nice. It's a little spread out, but we – we will go as far as we need to and do what we have to do to help these kids. Craziest thing is it is all volunteer. Seriously. Nobody, nobody in the organization is paid. Our attorney's not paid. Our international board of directors is not paid. Nobody is paid. Any money that we raise goes directly to assisting the kids and providing for them. Um, We take, we will take care of their therapy needs. If their family just cannot afford it, we will make sure that they're getting to therapy because it's baked into our DNA as an organization, having started by a play therapist. Mm. We will do whatever we have to do to help those kiddos get, get well, get whole. Not only just not be afraid, but to not be afraid so that they can continue and grow into a, a, a more normal life. Right. So if we have people that are hearing your story today and they're like, I know a biker or I am a biker that would be very interested in this, we can, we can put the website link below. And would you recommend right. watching that? You shared a video with me. We'll attach that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything Please. else that you would encourage people to do if they were interested in getting more involved with BACA? Yeah, absolutely. If if they're interested in membership, there is a on that website there is a menu link called chapters and they can find the chapter that's closest in their state or they can just communicate with the state. Each state has a has a uh, uh an ex, you know a board, an executive board that can help direct that to the closest state, but they can they can find uh the closest chapter for them and uh and then there's email links and call links that they can inquire about membership. And every chapter does it a little bit differently, but they'll be informed about when the meeting is. And the best, the best way is to just come and meet us. Just come and see what it's like, see if it's what you're expecting. Some people are used to, you know, weekend riding. And um, this is, it's not a boast. 
we I've never needed to put my motorcycle on a battery tender. And what that means is there are no lengths of time that my motorcycle isn't routinely being run because mm. we will run in the rain and in the snow. And even if there's no ice, yeah. we'll ride. Ice is the one. <laughs> it's really hard to. I, I say this knowing that we have chapters in Canada and chapters in the Netherlands. And I say it humbly, my brothers and sisters who are out there riding in, in even worse weather. But uh, we, we will go to that kid whenever we need to. And so some people aren't really used to that kind of riding. Mm. They need to know that their riding skill isn't a part of their ability to become a member because when you're riding side by side with each other down the road at higher speeds and you have to be able to trust that individual that's next to you, that brother, that sister that's, that's riding next to you or is behind you or in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the fact that your bike is running to a certain degree and the fact that you have certain riding skills is an important part too. So, um, if somebody was just getting their motorcycle for the first time, I would say, look, spend a little bit of time on it, get to know it, get good at what you do, and then and then come and, and look us up. But anybody, anybody can pass that video along. I gave that uh, to you, and I hope that you uh, include a link so that if they want to post it on their Facebook and the like, they can do that. Definitely. Um, it's the best way to communicate what we do in a very concise seven-minute fashion. Because uh, we haven't even talked about how we help these kids go through courts and all of that. Um, but it's it's really exciting. And, and that's covered somewhat in the video. Nice. Nice. Well, Haas, thank you so much for just sharing, sharing some time with us. But thank you even more so for what you do with these kids. It's such an amazing thing to the reason we're we're doing impact conversations is because of all these people that I meet that are using very interesting skills and talents and knowledge in all Mm -hmm. these different ways to prevent exploitation, to come alongside those who have been abused or who are vulnerable. And this is just such a great example of people dedicating and committing and volunteering their time and their passion in life to, to help others. So thank you for what you're doing with Baca. Thank you for your time with the kids that you come alongside and, and your dedication just to being as involved as you are with the organization. So thank you for being here. Uh, Don, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for remembering our conversation. And, um, but really it's our privilege. It's our honor to uh, make a difference in these kids' lives. We call, we call these kids heroes as we, when we refer to them, because they are the ones that are taking this opportunity to overcome their fear and to uh, make positive change for themselves within their lives. And uh, we just want to do whatever we can to facilitate that. Yeah. Thanks. Fabulous. Well, thank you for joining us today. And I hope that you've enjoyed this impact conversation and look forward to seeing you with the next person who is using their skills and abilities to come along those who are vulnerable and marginalized and have a great day. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next week for another impact conversation.